Hello and welcome to the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that helps you to achieve your greatest potential with purpose in your career and life. My name is Trang, performance and mindset coach and your host for the show. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be sharing with you an episode from another podcast where I was the guest on it. And this podcast is the Further Your Lifestyle podcast with Chris Furlong. And in this podcast, Chris talks about lifestyle, passions, and hustles to enable you, inspire you, and motivate you to pursue these yourself. Now, on this particular episode called Thrive and Reach Your Potential, Chris and I talk about what it means to thrive with aligned performance. What does it require and what does it take to reach your potential? What you need to leave at the door and the steps that you can take today to start the process in the right direction. The reason why I'm sharing this episode with you is because firstly, you'll get to hear me from the other side of the microphone where I'm getting asked the questions rather than asking the questions myself. This is a lot of fun, especially during the rapid fire questions where Chris asks me a lot of interesting questions where I talk a little bit about some things that I hadn't ever talked about on here before, (laughs) but also the unique questions that Chris does ask me about achieving your potential in your career. I share my perspective in a different light that I haven't yet shared on here. So this is going to be really valuable for you and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. All right, guys, enjoy this chat that I had with Chris Furlong, and I'll catch you on the other side. Welcome, Trang, to the Further Your Lifestyle podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to having this chat with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And you know, full transparency to those listening. It's like, we've known each other, like we've kind of stalked each other on, on Instagram and socials for like, ugh, like four or five, it could even be longer, but a, a quite a while. And um, it's great to be finally having, well, having to actually meet you just the other week when we first um, had a meetup. And then here we are now we're doing it. So I'm so grateful because watching your journey, or as I said, you know, following on Instagram and whatnot has been really encouraging for me. Um, and I know you inspire and have been probably a big uh, inspiration to so many in across different realms of, you know, running and just performance and I guess probably life in general. So kudos, you're doing a good job. Oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah, but what you said before is so true. That's pretty much how we met on Instagram. We've known of each other for a long time. And I keep joking about how social media, especially Instagram, is like the dating app for friends these days because yeah. <laughs> quite a few of my new friends who I've met and they're all beautiful they're so grateful to meet these friends like later in life um and it's been through social media we've we've gotten to know each other like and then we've met each other in person <laughs> yeah. I think I think you said it, it's kind of like you know you date each other first on Instagram and then you actually go out and catch up for a cup <laughs> it's, but it's true like you know you don't know who's out there and it's always weird when people slide into your DMs anyway, because you're like, oh, who's, who's reaching out to me or, or whatever. But that aside, look, I'm, I'm so grateful to have you in my circles. And let, let's, let's talk about you. And I've already done a bit of an introduction, but who are you and what are you all about? Mm. So the, the best way to start is to introduce myself, which I know you already have. So for anyone who doesn't already know me, I'm Trang. 
to describe what I do at a very high level, I say that I am a high performance and mindset coach. So that's quite broad <laughs> um, because ultimately my mission and my like my vision is to help people achieve their greatest potential with purpose in their career and in their life. And that is really broad, but ultimately why that's so important to me is because when people can achieve their potential with purpose, then they can thrive in their lives. And ultimately that's what everyone seeks in their life. They, they, they seek to thrive. And when individuals are thriving, then humanity can thrive. And when humanity thrives, then the whole world can thrive. And that's, that's ultimately my vision is to contribute to that thriving world during my lifetime. So then I work with individuals to help them achieve that. So I do have a diverse background. I'm trained as a physiotherapist, running coach, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and then I also do mindset and life coaching as well. So a broad way to, to work with people, but really it, it hits all the different pillars required yeah. for someone to achieve high performance and to thrive in their lives. Yeah. And you'd, you'd probably find that a lot of people will have different elements in their life where if they're thriving in that, it helps them thrive, you know, across the rest of their life. You know, you know, if we think about running, cause you've obviously got a running background, you know, for me, like if I, if I wasn't running, you know, my day would feel a bit low because that's, that's, you know, one of the highlights that I love. And that helps me just get into the groove, helps me win the day, especially when you do it in the morning, you've gone for your run, you're back before breakfast, you've done your run. It's like, well, worst case, you've still got to had a good day. Cause you know, you've won the morning. Um, <laughs> But yep. thank, thank you for that intro. Like, and that is, there's a lot there. And I think there's probably people thinking, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or think, oh, that, that's a bit fluffy or there's, there's so much there. But I think if we step back a little bit and actually, you know, how did it even come to this? Because, you know, you alluded to that you have done quite a few different professions and studied a few different things and you've got, you know, quite a broad background yourself. But to, to go from, you know, you know, high school to then studying to then, you know, whether it's working full time to actually then starting your own business and now actually doing this as a coaching and helping people become their full potential. Like that, that that's a quite an aggressive journey and change. And I know it hasn't been over a long, long period of time. Like it's probably only been over six, seven years, if I'm correct. Mm, yeah, just over that. So I graduated, you know, from from school when I was eighteen years old, as, as most people do, and that's where I went and jumped straight into uni and like coaching. So I went straight into studying physiotherapy at uni, yep. and then I did my first personal training course and and finished that when I was nineteen years old. So I jumped straight into it. I was in that world of sport. I was in that world of fitness of that health. Uh, allied health so while I was studying for four years I was doing personal training Um, I then started to niche down into strength and conditioning coaching for runners because that's what I like to do I like to run Um, and that was my evolution in my own personal journey that I then translated into you know a job I I was doing what I love to do work with runners for their strength and conditioning Um, and then got my running coach certification as well. So I was doing that for quite some time, um, all, like, yeah, all, six, seven years or so. Wow. Um, but then over the journey, what I found, and, you know, I know that this is something that we'll go into more later on as well. I really started to go on my own journey of development. Yeah. 
And through observation of my clients, I started to notice a few things. So what I noticed at the start, you're smiling because I'm yeah. you, I know you've gone through <laughs> it's this relatable stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So what I noticed was in my work when I was working with clients at the start, it was all about telling them what to do, right? So I was telling them physically what to do in personal training, yeah. in the running and strength coaching. And that worked well because sometimes people simply need the tools and the knowledge and the resources, right? But what I found at, at a certain point was I could give two clients the exact same tools, the exact same program, and they could get different results. Okay. One person could get really great results and the other might not actually get their optimal results. Okay. So then from there, I started to notice that that was where the mindset aspect came in. Like you give them the tools and yep. the resources, Google and the internet can be available to everyone. Yeah. But if someone is in an unresourceful mindset, if someone is feeling un, uh, disempowered, then they're not going to actually utilize those resources to their uh, best ability. Yeah. So then that's when I started to incorporate more mindset unofficially into my coaching so just during personal training sessions um, even on online um, coaching I'd be talking to clients about how you can optimize your state of mind to get the best results yep so this was where it was going for quite a while um, for quite a few years it was a combination of physical coaching and, and physical focus so focusing on taking action focusing yep. on doing the work and mindset as well and this was the same for my own uh, my own development, my own journey, I was focusing on doing the work and then all the positive thinking, yeah. all the motivational thinking. But then it got to a point where, and I know you've experienced this as well, Chris, where I got to what people might call a quarter life crisis. <laughs> yep, they're real. <laughs> yeah, they are real. And it's funny because I hadn't actually heard of that um, as much as a midlife crisis. I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't recognize it. But what I have now uh, realized in hindsight was I had always been a high achiever. I'd always achieved success, which is what generally happens when you have the when you have action combined with with the yeah. mindset. You'll get success, but I was still missing something else. I was still missing this greater connection to what is this all for. And that yep. was the that was a deep like hole that I went down. You know, what's the meaning of all this? What's the purpose of all this? Like, what's the point of all yeah. this, right? Um, and I went down that deep hole. And then I started to notice the same in clients. You know, they would talk about the same thing, successful clients who were like, I still don't feel completely fulfilled. I, yeah. I still feel like something's missing. And also looking at the larger scale of, of celebrities, of extremely successful individuals who were still unhappy, who were yeah. still miserable. Like I know, you know, there's so many celebrities or so many um, successful uh, people out there who we can all look at, who we can, who are great examples or examples of have all the money in the world, have all yep. the success in the world, uh, driven individuals but they're still unhappy yeah. and they're still missing that, that third thing, which is where I started to realize it wasn't just about the mind. It wasn't just about the body, like taking action and, and um, physical work. It was also about the heart as well. Yeah. It was also about connecting the emotion and, and the spirit. Uh, if you want to look at it in that way into yeah. the heart and then aligning all of that. 
So the body, the mind, and the heart became the three pillars of how I coach people, what I personally focused on. Um, and that's why I decided I couldn't just focus on the body anymore. I couldn't just focus on sport and health. If I wanted to create a true impact on the world and have uh, and contribute to thriving individuals and a thriving humanity and a thriving planet, then I had to also incorporate the mind and the heart. And that's why I then expanded. I rebranded uh, yep. my business to what's now aligned to performance. And now that's what I primarily focus on. Love it. Love it. And the, <laughs> there's, there's so much, and that's what we're going to dive into. But one, one thing just to replay all that, that really stuck out to me is how you said, you know, going, you gave, you know, the same tools and resources to two different people and you, you know, you got different outcomes and it's so true. I guess it really does come down to that mindset and willpower because you think about it, there's so many diets there's so many ways of people can make a difference or change their life and it's just it is it's on the internet people everyone's talking about it right you know you and me in some elements and then everyone's giving their way of if you just do this this is how you'll get it but if the person isn't switched on to the mindset of like this is what they want to be able to achieve where they want to be then it's it's not going to happen right and it, it's it's crazy how it does take that clicking moment for people to actually then take that action and make that difference and usually we'll have that hindsight of like, oh, I wish we started this, you know, two years ago, five years ago, but going through that journey, which obviously you've now gone through and you, you mentioned it yourself with the hindsight, you think, ah, it all makes more sense now, but it's, mm. it's a beautiful, I guess it's a beautiful experience to go through that, to understand now holistically what you're all about, what do you want? And now to be able to help others achieve that. Right. And I think regardless if, you know, people are wanting to coach or not, when you go for that experience, you don't have to then go coach people to do it, but everything you do should then represent what you're doing and other people will see that difference. And I think that that's what shines through people that have gone. I mean, that's what shines for you definitely, which is one of the main reasons why following your journey and reaching out to you now to have these conversations, it's so important because it just makes so much sense and it resonates and it, you know, it shines and reflects from you. So it's an awesome journey. And, and, and that's what we're going to jump into. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's and that's why as well, like that's why I actually now uh, reframe quarter life crisis yeah. as quarter life awakening. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what it is. Like, yes, you go through the storm and you go through the confusion and the, Oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm at and what I'm doing and where to go next. But on the other side of that is always an awakening. It's there's always that realization, the integration of, everything that you have all the information and all the knowledge and who you've become all that that you've accumulated over the years and yeah. then be like this is actually where I want to go yeah. and I've spent my whole life climbing this mountain because it's always been a fast-paced world and it's always about getting to the next place yeah. I've spent my whole life climbing this mountain but wait I need to actually climb a different mountain yeah and that, and that's the awakening. That's the freedom. So, despite it being painful at times, and despite it being, you know, a bit challenging, a, a quarter life crisis, it leads to the freedom on the other yeah. side, the fulfillment on the other side to actually climb the right mountain yeah. and finish your life on the right mountain. That's it. And it's it. And the beauty about this is, like, you know, whether you're young or old it's not too late either because you know whether you're having yeah. quarter life crisis or midlife crisis or, or whatever it's kind of like I, I the only way I can play this back is you know it took me well, it took me longer than um you know eight seven years to figure it out but it was after working full time for about seven years eight years knowing that I had all these other ideas it's kind of like that's how long it took me to finally make the click 
you know, I had the ideas, but to actually make the click and then go all in, it took me that time, right? But now it's kind of like, okay, now I get to start from zero again and get to remake, I guess, to now create where I want to be, what I want and what that looks like, whether it takes me one year, five year, seven years or 10 years, it's irrelevant because it's, it's, it's actually still such a small amount of time compared to, you know, the, the broader picture of, you know, our lives, um, you know, from an average lifespan perspective. And I think we, we get scared that it, oh, it's too late to make a change or it's too late to do anything because whether you're 25 or 30, I mean, that is a bit scary, but you look back now and you think, oh, where's the last 10 years gone? But, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a while to get there. But once you're there, you're like, oh, I wish I had started it because if I had just done that over that long period of time, imagine what the results would be. And it's now nah, I, I love it. I love it. So the, the question I have to ask you then, and it's more so probably for the audience too, is what does it actually mean to, to thrive with aligned performance? And I'm not talking about your brand, but like when you're talking about, you know, having that alignment, um, mm. you know, what, what does that really mean? And, and I guess in short, how, how can we discover it? And I know you can probably talk hours and hours on this, so we'll have to keep it simple, stupid, but just, okay. just so people can get some sense of, uh, I guess, understanding. Yeah, for sure. So aligned performance, thriving with aligned performance is showing up in a way, performing in your life in a way that is in alignment to multiple different things. Um, So at the highest level, what I mentioned before, making sure that you're climbing the right mountain, right? So that you don't spend your whole life climbing a mountain and get to the top that's wrong. So aligning your actions and your job and the way that you show up to your deepest, truest why, your your purpose. Um, And this, this some people can are clear of and they are simply not actioning that. And that's where there's that clash. And that's where there is that misalignment. And that causes more problems for them than, than anything else. And some people aren't actually aware of their purpose yet. Uh, and in a way as well, I've got to say, it's kind of like trying to find the perfect soulmate. It's not yep. like there's just one purpose out there yep. for you. You've got to find that purpose. But deep inside of you, there is there is something that your your heart calls for. Yeah, something like that yearns you are, for. Yep. Yeah, something that is meaningful to you. Yep. But maybe you you've buried it and you haven't become yep. you haven't connected to it because your life is just go, go, go all the time and you're responding to everyone else's needs, your boss's needs, your yep. family's <laughs> needs. And yep. and you and you've you've buried that, but it's inside of you somewhere. So you've got to connect to that. Yeah. It's also like showing up and performing in your life, in your career, in a way that's aligned to your values. Yeah. Okay. So once again, being aware of your values and and being in alignment with those values. I think a lot of the time people people don't show up in alignment to their values so they might value one thing for example they might value discipline they want to be disciplined they want to be healthy maybe they want to you know stop eating junk food they stop one they want to stop smoking but due to habit they are snoozing the alarm in the morning (laughs) They're not going to the gym. They're, yeah. they're still smoking um, or eating junk food every day. And that's what eats them from the inside out. Yeah. It eats yeah. them up slowly. At the start, it's just like, yep, I'm going to just brush this off. And then I do it again a day and for another day and then for another week. But then it starts to eat you from the inside yeah. out. It starts to eat you up slowly. And that's where people's uh, unfulfillment, like that feeling grows over time until it gets to a point where you're like, how did I even get here? Yeah. So, you know, alignment to purpose, alignment to values 
And then ultimately alignments between the body, mind, and heart. Yeah. So body, you know, taking action and putting in the work, actually doing things in life. That's that's the only way to get results in exactly. life. You're gonna exactly. You're going to do something. <laughs> you're going to put in the work. You're going to have that discipline. Having the mind, the, the, the mental um, state, the mindset that supports and aligns to the, the action that you want to take as yep. well. Uh, and then when you have those two pillars, then you're going you're gonna to achieve success, which yeah. is generally the first step for someone to, uh, to be able to have, uh, have access to what they want in their life. You know, the financial um, abundance, the, the meaning in their life when they achieve success, yeah. but then also aligning that to their purpose as well, aligning yeah. that to their values and what is meaningful for them meaningful for them in this world yeah. and then only once those three pillars are achieved then they can truly thrive yeah achieve aligned performance and thrive and as soon as one pillar is missing then they'll be just one step short of yeah thriving. out of balance as well and I'm picturing in my head like a, a three-circle Venn diagram and in that middle yes. is kind of like a, you know, that sweet spot. And uh-huh. the, the way I like to look at this is, and you probably heard the term is like your North Star, like where you're heading towards, right? And um, I, I want to ask from that. And so like, there's a lot there, right? And like, I know obviously this is what you do for a living and help people get through those. But is there is there like a question we can ask ourselves of like how to kind of figure out, well, you know, if someone's listening to this right now and they think, yeah, that that's great. <laughs> you know, like, how do I, how do I deal through all this? Right. And my camera's going out of, but how do I deal through all this? And where, where can I even ask, you know, for me, like, you know, sometimes if I lose track of what I'm trying to do, it's kind of like, well, what can I control? Can I control this versus am I happy? Right. And then from that, I can work out, do I need to be doing more? And the, it only comes back on the onus comes back on me, but you know, if I can be doing more, but I'm happy with where I am, maybe I don't have to be doing more, right? Because then you start to play like, you know, not just trying to prove that, you know, you have to be the biggest and the greatest, but I'm just being the best for myself. So from your perspective, is there, yeah, something that we can ask ourselves to kind of pulse check or maybe help us trigger, maybe we do need to make a change? Mm, Yeah. I think, you know, if there's one question that you can ask yourself is, what you mentioned, Chris, check in with where you're at at the moment. Am yep. I happy with where I'm at? Like, how am I feeling day to day? Um, there's a process that I use with my clients, and it's quite a deep, expansive process that I build my clients up to for yep. them to get this clarity. And that is actually working backwards. Because oh, sometimes yep. it's actually challenging to sit here and be like, all right, where do I see myself in the next 10, 20, 30 yep. years? But working backwards can be a huge eye-opener. It can lead to a huge uh, awakening for people. So actually going through a process of asking yourself and and going deeper into like visualization and and meditating on this, on the last day of my life, on the last day when I know that, you know, I'm about to leave this planet and I've only got so many breaths left for this day, if I look back over my life, what is it in order for me to feel at peace, yeah. to, to leave the earth? Yeah. What is it that I need to achieve? What is it that I need to become? What impacts do I need to have on this planet? And it sounds morbid and everything, but the reality is it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that's one of the inevitables for all living beings. Yeah. So working backwards and starting from there, and that's what actually gave me 
that awareness. That's actually what gave me a huge eye-opening moment where I was like, I have no other option but to pursue this right now. I'm not going to wait 10 years because that's 10 years lost. Yeah. I'm going to do that now. So I actually uh, went through that process myself then, you know, changed everything within weeks because I was like, yeah. this, like nothing else matters now. Um, but that's quite big, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for most people, <laughs> for most people, maybe a good place to start is even creating a little bit of space every single day yep. to listen to yourself, to hear yourself to hear your heart, what it actually uh, is calling for. Because it's really hard to hear that and to yeah. connect to that when as soon as you wake up, you're scrolling through social media, then you're, you've got yep. the radio on. <laughs> then you go to work where your boss is telling you off for X, Y, and Z or yep. you know, your colleagues are asking you to do things and then you come home and it's Netflix and it's just more messaging. It's just really hard yeah, to never stops. Uh, disconnect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging to disconnect. So you've got to create that space, just a little bit of time every single day to talk to yourself. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And, and I think the one thing I want to make clear to, very, to everyone is, you know, like we, we do talk about this to do this, do that. And it is easier said than done, but you know, so it has to be a compromise, right? If if you want change, you have to be able to make time for that change, right? Whether it is, as you said, whether it's that small amount of time, whether it's the 30 minutes, or maybe you just want to read more. It's like, well, you have to dedicate 30 minutes. You know, you can't say, oh, I don't have time for it. Well, you have to make time. If you want the change, you need to be willing to make that compromise. And I think the, the good part about this is once you get some sense of, I guess, it's like the snowball effect, right? Once you get that moving of a routine, you start to pick up and you gain traction. And that's when you become more motivated because you start to see, it's like when you start running, you know, the first time you run, it's like, oh, this is horrible, <laughs> right? But then once you start to build some momentum, some confidence, and you didn't actually have to walk during a run, you realize, huh, maybe I could do it faster next time, right? And, you know, and that's that's the natural, you know, ease into, into running. And then we tend to become competitive with ourselves and stuff, and which is a great way to get into it because then you're building, a, I guess, a healthy routine to see where you can take it. And obviously then you have to, you know, work through that to, to the goals and to the, where you want to take it to. But I think the other part of it is, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's not an overnight success. You've literally just said, think about where you want to be. You know, you were talking about deathbed, but you can take it. I think, where do you want to be in five years, Right. And I know a lot of people think about this going into the careers. That's what I did. You know, I'm like, you know, I want to be a manager by this time. And, you know, how long is that on average going to take? And what do I need to do to get there? Um, and you get there and you're like, that's great. But then, you know, and that kind of comes back to that midlife, I mean, quarter life crisis of like, you achieve all that and then you don't know where to go. So understanding what are the steps to get to your first goal, to your next goal and that, that North star, I think is yeah. very important. And, I think it was when we, when we chatted the other day, uh, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was someone else, but you know, it's that, that quote from Bill Gates. It's like, we, um, we overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but we underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years. And I've loved that. I've been resonating with that so much over the last you know, week and a half or even two weeks, because it is so true because we want everything now, but that's not reality. Like it's not going to happen now. Right. The only thing you can do now is start to work towards that, that bigger change. And um, you know, as, as we said, you know, this has taken for you a journey of changing things up, you know, having to pivot your businesses that you've touched on. And, and now you're at a spot where you kind of, you've been doing a line performance for, I think you said it's a year and a half or two, almost two years, is it? Uh, no, not even a oh, one a year. year. Yeah, yeah. One year. That's right. And which, you know, that's only early days, but like, imagine from five years, 10 years, and I'm sure you've got a bit of a goal and plan and roadmap to where you want to take that. But it's exciting because now it's really 
you are climbing that right mountain and you get to build it the way you 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 want so it, it's really i think these conversations can be quite overwhelming but at the same time really eye-opening for a lot of people um yeah. i don't want to scare people but may, maybe we'll take it to the next to the next level and you know it's kind of the next point i wanted to discuss with you which is you know what does it actually require or what does it require um, for us to actually reach our potential and you know, one thing that I think, you know, resonates with me the most is I think obviously mindset, but we have to, we have to leave a lot of things at the door. Like I'll just quickly share a story. It's like when I went on my weight loss journey, I was doing a lot of workouts with my best mate. He was my PT at the time. And, you know, we were, you know, we're doing the, I think we were doing it twice a week, you know, good hour and a half, like full on hit workouts and losing weight. It was good, but like, it just wasn't enough kind of thing. Nothing was really getting me over that edge. And, you know, it kind of, we continued having conversations and it kind of came down to the conversation around, well, what am I eating? You know, what's your diet, you know? And, you know, you kind of brush it off. And then eventually it got to the point because he was getting frustrated because I'm not seeing the results that he knew I was possible of having. And um, he said, dude, the reason why you're still fat, like that's what he said, (laughs) and obviously being my best mate, there's some level of, you know, love there, but um, he's like, it's because you haven't changed your diet. And then, you know, I obviously took that quite beatenly, but at the same time, it's like, crap, he's right. You know, and yeah. it was at that time I had to then leave. Well, I'm going to say leave the ego at the door. Um, but at the same time, I wanted to then go prove to him and to myself that, no, I, I can do this. And I had to change the mindset. I had to change. Okay. I'm going to do this. This is why I'm doing it. And, you know, changing that whole perspective, but that aside from your perspective, you know, what, what does it take us to do? Like, you know, where do we even start with that? Because, you know, you said you had to go through this whole process of actually having this realization of all the things that you aren't aligned with all these things that, you know, aren't working out. And then you actually now have to kind of start again, or you have to rediscover it. So, you know, what, what does it require? (laughs) Mm. I love the story that you just shared, Chris, because that's, that's exactly the line of thinking that I have. Um, a lot of it has to do with the ego. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you can, we can talk about you got to have courage and all of that to, to, be able to, to be able to create this life that you desire and just create yeah. this life that you know you deserve. But ultimately, that, that even the courage aspect, that comes down to the ego. So the ego can, can actually show up in multiple different ways. Yeah. So I think the most common understanding of the ego is like, that person who has this unhealthy uh, sense of importance that they think that they're the shit. Oh, I don't know if we meant to swear on here. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they think that they're, you know, the best and they have yep. this need to be superior and better and more, right? And yeah, that can be a, a problem. And, and it, for most people, it's not actually necessarily so obvious like that. But yeah. even the little things, like people who might have that, that underlying sense of, oh, I already know this attitude. Um, You know, reading things or learning things or even getting advice. And it's like, oh, I already know this. So then, you know, walls go up and and shuts that off as a possibility for growth. Very, yeah, but, very yeah. small things like that, right? Like, you know, the the sense of not being a student anymore and being like, yep, well, I, I'm where I am now. So I'm not, I don't need to continue um, to, to be a student. So it, it can be very subtle like that, you know, just slight yeah, ways of thinking almost, right? And I, and I think sometimes, yeah, 
sometimes it's things that we don't even realize, you know, because and not blaming anyone, but sometimes on how you're brought up, right? You know, your background, your cultural things, you know, the things that you weren't allowed to do at home and things like that, right? You know, you, you've been conditioned in these ways and, you know, everyone everyone's just trying to do their best in terms of teaching their kids or whatever, but it will be different for everyone, you know? And I think for me, I've had to really open my eyes to realize, well, I don't know what I don't know, right? Yeah. And for who am I to say that I know it all? And that, that's been a struggle, especially being, you know, a solopreneur now and, you know, taking a chance and doing everything myself. You think, oh, no, I've got this, I've got this, but then learning, you have to ask for help. You have to be able to get a fresh perspective, zoom out and have someone else tell it to you in, in a different perspective or tell it to you real, because we do, we get stuck in our heads. And if our head is a box and that's all we know, there's another big whole world wide world out there. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, now that that's it, especially with money. I think money is a good example that might resonate with people with this is like, you know, when you get to being an adult, you know, all your ideas around money, majority of that has come from, you know, either your, your family, you know, at school, which there's a lack of it taught at school. And then, you know, your circles, you know, who you've surrounded yourself with. And that's how you then you do your money, whether it's budgeting or lack of budgeting, your perception of, you know, debt or your perception of investing, your perception of buying real estate or just the way you spend credit cards. And it's really interesting because we, we get so hooked on that. And then when you hear it from someone else, you think, no, that's wrong. But, and then you get frustrated when they're being more successful because like how they're more successful, but look, they're not doing what I'm doing. And I, I know the right way. Right. And it really does come down to the ego in that part, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. And there's, yeah. and there's also like the, that's one way that the ego can show up, like, you know, a little bit of that arrogance, but also the opposite as well. So like how, how I see the ego is it's also your sense of self. It's also yep. your identity. So even the person who is shy, who is quiet, who is not necessarily putting themselves out there due to fear of failure, fear of judgment, yep. They're also being run by the ego. So real uh, deep attachment to their yeah. identity and how they look, right? And that can hold people back as well. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. fear of failure, um, not, not wanting to put themselves out there and do something that might be different yeah. relative to how they've always been known. And that's also yeah. the ego aspect that needs to be left at the door, I believe. Yeah, because um, if that you don't can... ask, you don't know either. Like, Or if you don't try, how can you, you know, if, if you've already made the decision that you're going to fail, but you haven't actually executed anything to see if it will fail, you know, who are you to say, oh, you already know the answer? Because you, you you don't, unless you've done it before, right? So, yeah, that, that's, uh, I could resonate with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's, that's a big one. And I'm going to say that's probably more common even than yeah, okay. the arrogant ego that would wow. hold people back. I mean, wow. both, both would be, this is my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've observed. Makes sense. Um, even people pleasing, because that's that's actually yeah. it, it seems like someone's so selfless by people pleasing and and doing things for other people, but it's actually also coming from the ego because they want to please other people, they want to be validated, they want to, to be accepted. That's yeah. part of the ego as well. You know, the sense of self needs that validation, needs that acceptance. And then obviously, you know, when you're always people pleasing, you're gonna then do things that aren't actually true to you. Yeah. You're gonna do things that you don't actually want to be doing or need to be doing. And then that holds people back. So I yeah. think the the other part that people need to leave at the door is is that part of the ego, essentially who you are now, your yeah. identity, your sense of self. You got to leave that, let that 
die metaphorically you actually yeah. need to allow yourself to continue to die again and again in your lifetime yeah. to allow new parts of you to be born especially if you yeah. are you know leaving a, a career that you've been in for 10 years yeah. to start a, a business or to change career paths like chris you'd know this yep you've got to seriously make peace with the part of you that's dying yeah it it, it is hard because Sometimes your identity is stuck to that because that's that's all you've known, right? Especially in you know, the last 10 years. I think if it was like one year, and I've always admired people that, you know, you see them jump around jobs one, you know, they one year they're up to the next thing. And, you know, and everyone has their ways of how they do things. But I've always looked at that and think, wow, that's crazy. Because for me, I like, you know, I like the structure, the security, the routine, and the, you know, the consistency. Whereas jumping around, it would drive me nuts, right? But you know, and it works in different people's favors, you know, going each, each way. But yeah, I, I think it's crazy because if you have, if you have invested so long in a, in a long period of time, and I, I know this because I, I did it myself that, you know, to then make that change, it's very, very hard to do it. But I think to your point, if we know, if we already have a taste or a view or can see, you know, the grass on the other side, which is actually greener um, in this sense. And I know sometimes the grass isn't always greener, but I knew I had to take that risk because if I didn't, even if the grass wasn't greener, I'm thinking, well, what's the worst case? I fail. I've learned a lot. I won't be, you know, I won't be regretting it anymore. And I can just get another job. Like, like really that that's the worst case of it. Right. Um, But it can be, it can be scary to then think, Oh, you know, I've I've spent so much time building this up and, um, and and let me tell people this, you know, (laughs) you think you're going to ruin, you know, your career or people say, Oh, you you know, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot or you're going to lose your reputation. Uh, It was about four months or two months ago, actually might've even been one, but, you know, having been out of working full time for almost a year and a half, you know, I haven't thought about going back to work and things like that. You know, that that's not really my priority, but it was nice to then have, I had a, a previous client reach out. They've moved on to a different place and they reached out and they said, <laughs> they said, Oh, you know, Chris, I'm looking for someone that can, you know, do this, someone that I can trust and, you know, be short-term. I know you're doing your own thing, but you know, are you interested? I just need someone to come in and just take over. And I said, <laughs> one, I'm like flattered. I'm like, I feel like I've made it because, you know, you're stepping away from what you've been doing and yet someone still comes back to you because they know that you have, you know, what it takes to get that done. And, you know, I had to obviously politely decline and say, really appreciate it, really honored to, you know, feel that love, but, you know, I'm, I'm on my own path to do my own thing. And, and that, that really helps me then say, no, I've made the right decision. And then to be able to then when people make that offer, stand with conviction and say, no, <laughs> thank you. But no, you know, this is where I'm going, but it does yeah. take that huge journey to get there. And yeah, it, it's just nice talking about all this because <laughs> I, I it, it makes so much more sense. And But it really does come down to that hard choice of like, well, if you want that, then, you know, you have to make a change somewhere uh, and, you know, leave those certain things at the door. And um, yeah, that's, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of, is, I haven't really is. thought it out. Like, I mean, everything that you've just explained is everything that I've done. But it's kind of like when you think about it, it's like, oh, you know, it sounds quite, um, yeah. And it, it, would you find that it doesn't always be that intense? Like, I mean, you've probably worked with quite a few people, whereas for some it's really hard to let go or really hard to make that transition, whereas others, they probably click a lot quicker and they're like, this, yeah, makes so sense. And they just go all in because maybe, you know, they're more comfortable with the risk or they're more comfortable with the change. Do, do you find that it's different for people like that? Mm, yeah, definitely. You know, you're 
how how large your ego is or your yeah. attachment to your sense of self has to do with it but it's also a habit as well like everything in our life yeah. it, it's it's habitual right so there's a there's a trigger or there's a cue and then there's a response so someone's ability to actually change their themselves up and change their identity is actually yeah. a habit as well yeah. so if someone has been in the same job for 20 years if someone has had the same hair for 20 yep. years if someone has yep. um you know had the same friendship circles and they've really become ingrained and they they've trained themselves to not change up their identity yeah. often then that's going to be more challenging for them and that's actually why i make it a make it a conscious thing for myself to change myself up pretty regularly so yeah, even okay. like hair even hair yep. so Early this year, I got bangs. I've, I haven't had bangs since I was a kid. Uh, and that's a pretty drastic change in terms of appearance. Yep. Um, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it because I'm not attached to like how I look. Like If I yeah. can't even get a haircut, then where else am I holding myself back in my life from stepping into yeah. what my highest self deserves and what my highest <laughs> self calls for? <laughs> this is actually really funny because... And I can't believe we're talking about hair on my podcast. But um, so, you know, before COVID, obviously, because, you know, we weren't working from home and things, you know, my hair was very clean, slipped back, you know, really done. Working corporate, right? You know, you need to look good, wear the suit and tie, whatever. Um, maybe not the tie, but we'll just, you know, dress well in the corporate. And now my hair's long. Like this, you know, I haven't had a haircut literally for two years and one month. Um, yeah, you're rocking it, Chris. That's and great. <laughs> now I've got to the point because people are like, oh, it's getting pretty low. Like, what are you doing with it? And it's become part of the reflection of what I'm doing because I feel free. And that's the representation of it. And now yeah. I'm kind of stuck with like, I don't want to see it go because I feel like, you know, I've never had this chance to let it grow that far because, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do that working. The, you know, you probably could, but times have changed now. But, you know, and it's kind of a reflection of me of like, from me making that change it's kind of gone with the flow and you know it's grown out but it, but then at the same time with what you said it's like making that change you know it helps you then spice it up and keep you fresh and keep you honest because you know I'm attached to it now because it's resonating it's kind of like when we see you know the the nostalgia ads or you know things from our childhood and yeah. we just we just light up and we we're, we're happy to spend mega dollars on something that reminds us of our childhood because that was when we were the most happy you know, like it was simple times, right? Um, and it's it's just crazy how we do become so habitual, as you said, or so attached to those things. But at the same time, I mean, habit routine is is key. Like that's what helps us get to where we want to be, right? But I, you know, coming back to once again is making sure we're doing it with the right mindset, mindset, and doing it in the right way. Because if you're doing it for someone else, um, not not cutting out at anyone that's doing nine to five what i'm saying is if you're doing it that's not getting to where you want to go then yeah you're literally building this i guess this mindset this routine um and something that's going to be hard to break which is an, an identity uh towards something you're not and your you know your little dream which is this little circle if anyone's watching um is is going to be diminished and then to build that back out it's going to take a long time. This is, yeah, this is really cool. I'm, I'm yeah, going full I circle love, with it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, the, the hair thing, it's so, it's such, as you say, it is a symbolic representation yeah. of how you are internally. 
Um, And that's where, you know, even those three pillars, body, mind, and heart, people do often focus on the body. So not just physical body, but like physical action, right? Like taking action in your life. And people really focus on that pillar. Oh, if I want to lose weight, I need to go on this diet. Yeah. If I want to, uh, if I want to step up my career, I need to be focusing on doing X, Y, and Z work. Yeah. But ultimately, that is often short lived because yeah. everything external, even hair, as you were talking about, is actually symbolic of yeah. what shifts and where your internal world is at. And yeah. that's why, um, yeah, that is it's important, and it you've got to focus on that as well. But it doesn't exist alone it comes yeah. with all those internal shifts of that yeah. internal work it's yeah. all part of the puzzle right and i and i guess you know in reflection you know it, it changes over time but you know not to say that my hair is my identity but it was a symbolic yeah. representation of a point in time and um yeah okay it's it, 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 sorry i'm, I'm, I'm kind of like playing it all through my head at the moment of like the last you know couple of years and, and it's just it, it's cool right and I, I really hope you know this is resonating with those that are listening because when we get into those situations where we start to see things more clearly or we've lived through it and then you click and you think, Oh, this makes so much more sense. It helps us just then re-navigate or I guess accept things better or appreciate things better as well. So I'm just trying to absorb it all, but continue on, on what we're trying to chat about. So no, that's, that's really good. So I think, I think we kind of really dived in there and I'm, I'm anxious of time because we're going to, otherwise we're going to go down a big rabbit hole, but I think, is there anything else when it, I guess, comes into trying to reach our potential um, that we should be avoiding or distracting? Uh, but I mean, I know we can get into a lot here, but off the top of your head, is there anything like really high level in terms of we, we should be aware of this or avoid that? Or, or maybe it's, you know, you just need to have a good self, you know, a good self check of, you know, what your ego is saying. <laughs> mm, yeah. In terms of things to avoid, Going off what I said earlier, I think noise in your life. Yeah. Okay. So not just literal noise, but all types of noise. So uh, being yeah, when good. being on social media all day or always constantly tuning into the news, constantly checking your yeah. emails, that is a distraction. Yeah. Um, and that distracts you from what your, your mind really wants yeah. to tell you um, because you're constantly responding and reacting and uh, serving the world around you. You're yeah. constantly, in a way, letting everything outside contaminate what's inside. Yeah. So I actually think that, you know, and, you know, the, we, there's a lot of talk about reducing social media time yeah. and things like that. But really, that's that's what's happening. You know, that, all that noise is distracting yeah. and it's diluting what you your heart really calls for, what yeah. you really... Uh, your highest self, how they show up and how they think. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's one. And, and that includes not even just social media and news and email, but even people around you, people around you who might be attached. Yeah, who might be attached to an older version of you. Yeah, And that's what happens. They have good intentions, like friends, family, they have yeah. good intentions, but they still know you as their mate who yeah. goes out to the pub on Friday nights. That's still... Yeah. That's how they've known you. That's who they yeah. still want you to be so that you can do that with them. But if that's holding you back, you've got to remove yourself or at least limit that noise. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm giggling about it. Cause I, there's um, I read Gary V's latest book and he talks about, you know, who you surround yourself with. Right. And yeah. you know, it's kind of like, 
you know, if you realize that, you know, in, in one of those people that you surround yourself with is your mum and she's really negative or she's toxic, but you know, she's your mum, you love her. But, you know, if you're talking to her 10 times a day and she's just only putting negativity because, you know, that's just the way she is, then maybe don't talk to her 10 times a day. Maybe talk to her one times a day. Right. And because (laughs) that starts to become, and I'm not, (laughs) I'm not talking about anyone's mum in particular. What I'm just trying to say is if there's people in your life that are putting this negativity or things that are, not of who you want to be, then you need to change that, right? Because it's kind of like what you put in is what you put out. And it's the same with social media. And I I think especially reflecting in the last two years, especially here in Melbourne, for those listening, if you, I think most people would know by now, because I've mentioned it so many times that, you know, we were in lockdown for so long and, you know, the hot, not necessarily the highlight, but other than work is like, naturally we go to the news oh what's the cases today what's this and then you know there's all the anxiety and then you think oh maybe there's a sense of hope or is it bad news good news and all of a sudden that's now dictating our day you know and you know it's either high or low and you know it it really has to come back to well like can you control any of this no right and I, i i think that's that's such an important part of all that is because the social media you look at that and you usually it's the you know, reflecting on, oh, that person looked like they got this, or look at that success, or you just go down the rabbit hole of just watching useless things. Look, there's plenty of stuff that's really educational and really can be beneficial from it. But at the same time, if it's not helping you get to where you want to be, and then you get to the end of the day and you're making excuses, you're feeling down and feeling fluffy, well, the only person we can blame is ourselves, right? Um, and to, to, to that in mind, and you, we've already started to, to talk about it, but I guess from that perspective, what are, what are other things? Cause we've kind of already touched on like, how can we pulse check ourselves? We, we kind of dived into that already, but the next thing I wanted to kind of then validate was things that we can literally do today that, you know, can help us move forward in the right direction. And of course, you know, someone can come and, um, you know, speak to you, they can go get coaching, go get help. But I think if anyone's listening right now and they're curious of like, is there something they can do today and kind of like, you know, whether it's writing something down to help us kind of say, okay, what can I do today to start me for a better tomorrow? Would you have any recommendations? Mm, yeah. So the the specific recommendations are based off some of the conversations we've already had. Yeah. Um, so the first one, creating space in your day. Yeah. So that, that kind of sounds a bit broad, but what I specifically mean by that is to ha- have time in your day where you're not doing something. Yeah. Have time in your day where you can actually sit in a bit of stillness, bring out a journal. Yeah. And many people might not have even had a journal since they were yeah. 15 years old, but maybe go get one. And then you can, what you can even ask yourself is, if I were to continue doing what I have for the last month, yep. then where would my life be yeah, that's in six months, yep. in three years, yep. in 10 years? Yep. That's a pretty eye-opening question yeah. because even though it's I was, um, yeah, I was in a place where I was doing well, but when I asked myself that question, I was like, oh shit, I don't like where it looks like <laughs> in in uh, ten years' time, yep. even six months' time. I was like, no, yeah. I'm not settling for this. I want more. So that's even a good question to yeah, start with in journaling. Um, another question you can ask yourself in journaling as well was like, uh, who are the top five people who are in my world at the moment? Yep. So as we talked about before, uh, different people you know might share their and project their opinions onto you which mm-hmm. might not help you because it's a more of a reflection of their beliefs and yep. their experiences so who are the top five people in my world right now yeah. that could be people in 
in your real life could be people in social media as well because if you're not talking to people in your life every day but you're following someone and you're reading their posts every day yeah then they are influencing you 100 percent. yeah so who are the top five people are they are they a good model of who i want to become or are they at the level uh, that i want to get to yes or no well if not then who can i bring into my top five who will lift me up and just pull me to yep. become the person to achieve the things that I have been striving for. Yeah. So a couple of those questions that you can ask yeah. yourself in journaling. Um, they're, I think they're really good. Having, yeah, I, I love those questions. And, you know, they're not even just one-off questions. Ask yourself that. And then in a month's time, ask yourself the exact same question again. Yeah. You know, check in with yourself. That's true. Cause you'll see the result. I mean, I, I love, I love seeing progress and I love seeing like, I'm really data driven. Like, <laughs> like I love numbers and stuff. And, you know, at the same time, that can work in both, you know, a really good way and a bad way because I get so stuck on the numbers and I'm like, oh, I'm not hitting this target. I'm not hitting this number or whatever. But then when you zoom out and you look at the numbers from a different perspective, and I kind of actually posted about this last night and you reflect and you, you, you take that perspective view and you're like, it's not actually really that bad and look how much you've done. And I, I think the one that resonates the most with me is, yeah, writing down, you know, if I continue to do this for the next 30 days, the next six months, the next year, two, five, whatever, what does my life look like? Because I think when people actually dedicate some time to it, and it's probably not like a, a two minute thing, right? You kind of have to, you know, dig a little deeper. But I think if you do do that, you will probably have quite an awakening and realize you are either loving what you're doing, or there's some things there that you, you need to change. And yeah, it, it's uh, the reason why I say it so much is because I think about, you know, I, I've spoken about this on another episode as well is, if it's not leading towards where you want to be, then you've only got really one, one option is either you have to suck it up and keep doing it and that, and then you continue to be sad or you have to make a change. That's the only thing no one else is going to do it for you. And as tough and raw and, you know, aggressive or blunt that is that that's the reality because, you know, anyone can come to you. So trying, I need some help. You know, this is what I'm not doing, but if they're not willing to, to take the action, take the change, you know, do whatever they need to do to make that change, then you're not going to change them. You're just going to give them, this is what you need to think about. This is, you know, the the different pillars you need to focus on. And how do we start to fix this one? How do we fix this one? But it really does coming full circle, come back to that whole mindset shift, really, because you can go fill out all these things of how you can be a better person tomorrow and what you can do today. But you can write down that all these things. But if you don't do anything about it, then you know, nothing's going to change. It comes back to the whole thing of luck and opportunity. People think, oh, that person's just so lucky. They've had the silver platter handed to them. It's like, no, they're out there doing the work, you know, like they've put themselves in a situation where maybe they did get handed something, but that's because they had put themselves out for that opportunity, right? And I I think we all have the ability to be able to perform at our best, which is what you're all about. But it really does come to actually tapping into understanding what does that look like and how do you make it happen? Because I'm sorry, <laughs> no one's going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Now this is really, really good. And um, I, I want to kind of change course again. We've, we've discussed on so much here and, you know, if anyone just 
quick little call out. If anyone wants to ask Trang any questions, please go reach over to you know her her site and stuff, and she'll talk on where you can reach out to her shortly. But I want to finish up with some rapid fire questions, you know, just to get to know you a bit and, and kind of make it a bit more lighthearted because we have touched on some quite deepness here and it can be quite overwhelming, but they are very important conversations to have. So with these um rapid fire questions, I mean, if you think there's some, you know, extra meat or something that you want to add value with, you can dive into a bit. Otherwise, just try and keep them short and sharp because um, I think that that's just what makes it fun. So we'll dive into that. And the first one being, which I think you'll probably find it pretty easy is favorite travel destination. Hmm. So anywhere hot or new <laughs> is generally is I, I love, um, but if I had to choose one place, probably Vietnam. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I, my parents are Vietnamese and, and uh, like I have a Vietnamese background. So that's not the reason why though. I think I have good memories there. I've only been yeah. there like once as an adult and I went there, it was my first overseas holiday with, nice. with my partner, James. So um, yeah, good memories yeah, there. Love it. Love it. I have been to Vietnam. Um, yeah. yeah, I have. It's, it's a bit of a blur now, but yeah, I have been there. Um, yes. Favorite book or audio book that you've read or listened to? I would say The Leader Who Had No Title by Robin Sharma. Um, no so by the way, like love a lot of different books, but that one I really loved. And I, I do go back and reread that. That's um, cool. Yeah. I love that. that. I love that. And it's the thing I love about asking this question is you get people that come out with some, you know, different, weird, wonderful things. And, you know, sometimes it's not like, you know, most people think, oh, it's going to be some, you know, how to level up and, you know, self-assessment book or something. And then sometimes people just throw out, oh, no, I just like to read, you know, really, you know, they just say novels, right? And that's what I love about it because we all, you know, take in our information and learning and the things from different ways. I haven't, I haven't heard of the book, but I'm definitely going to suss it out. And for anyone mm-hmm. that wants to listen to it or, or, or read it, I'll, I'll put a link um, in the description below. The next one is, which is always a fun one to ask, is you win $10,000, no strings attached. What are you doing with it? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So many different uh, options. (laughs) I think my actual response is going to be a little bit boring. I think I would actually put it towards um, the house that James and I are are building at the moment. Makes sense. But yeah, that, that's probably where at this point in my life, that's where yep. it, will, it would it, go to. It. No, yeah. it's, it's good. And, and that's why I love to answer it because obviously it will be different for everyone in different, you know, situations and whatnot, but hey, that's yeah. a good priority. And and in this day and age, you know, that extra 10,000 will make a big difference in the in the longer run. So yeah. kudos, that, that's exciting. Um, this is This one can be quite broad, but, you know, how do you like to spend your free time? And you've touched on that you like to do a lot of sports stuff. I, I've seen on Instagram things that you like to do, but... For the audience, yeah, what, what do you like to spend in your, how, how do you like to spend your free time? Mm. So when I'm not like chilling out and sitting on the couch cuddling my dogs, what <laughs> I do like to do, uh, my, my theme for this year, you know how, you know, you start the year and you have a theme for the year yep. of how you want to evolve into has been adventure. Okay. So uh, that's been my big thing at the moment, like hiking, camping, uh, yep. scuba diving, got my Saw certification that. last awesome. month. Yep. Uh, and, and yeah, kind of get, getting outdoors and doing things that are a bit di- uncomfortable, yep. um, but at the same time are beautiful because you're in nature and yep. you, you're, you're literally removing yourself from noise. It's just birds and just rustling of leaves yep. out there. So, yeah. Okay. And then to further that, do you have any hobbies? Like, you know, it, I always love asking this question is because 
outside of what we show and what we see and you know i've seen you know you've been adventuring quite a lot that's been pretty cool but do you have any weird and wonderful hobbies that you do on the site and you don't have to share if you if it's weird <laughs> yeah so I, I do have hobbies um it's funny when you ask that Chris, the first thing that came to mind was going to EDM music festivals. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no that, that's something that people would not expect because, like, you know, I share all the all the conscious, like, reflective, yeah. like, you know, coaching parts of myself. But then I also just love to go to a good rave. And yeah, okay. uh, that's something that I think I will continue to do for a long Love time it. when Love they do it. come around. No, that's good. That's what I wanted to hear, that weird and wonderful thing that people yeah. don't expect. No, that, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. If you could have coffee with anyone from the past or present, who and why? Oh, such a good question, this one. It's actually a really tough one. It is. (laughs) The first person who comes to mind, though, would actually be my grandpa. Because, yeah, he passed 10 years ago. And over the last 10 years, so much has happened that I would just love to share with him and, and, um, yeah, like, talk about. No, that's really sweet. And and once again, I love this because... I've had, I've had answers from Jesus to like, you know, some of the big celebs <laughs> to then family members as well. Right. And yeah. that's what I love about it is because it, it, it would be very hard to do. And I, every time I ask the question, I'm still thinking who I would be because there's probably too many, but not, I, I really appreciate the honesty on that one. Um, mm. And the last one, which is kind of a tough one, well, it might not be, but it, it can speak, you know, volumes is advice you would give your younger self or maybe teenage self. Mm. I would say, and this sounds super cliche, but what I think I really needed to hear when I was a teenager was do what you want to do, like yeah. follow, follow your heart. But, but the thing is, I, it's not like anyone told me what I needed to do at that yeah. age. Um, it was just still, I was within, I was still within a glass ceiling. Like I still chose what I wanted to do, but yeah. with limits, with strings attached almost. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. But then I, yeah, I wish that I had known like what I'm doing now. It's just like, now open that up, like open that glass ceiling and that box up to anything and everything. Yeah. It's, it's your life. You can, you can choose whatever you want to do. It's one of those cliche kind of things is like, you know, if I knew what I knew now, you know, kind of thing. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I always resonate with this because, you know, yeah, if you had asked me five years ago that this is what I'll be doing, you know, reselling and doing a podcast, it's not what I would have thought, right? Let alone five, 10, 15 years ago. And, but at the same time, I've always known that I wanted to, you know, do my own thing, you know, work for myself and help other people further their life. Maybe at the time it wasn't further your life, but help others, you know, achieve their own life. Right. And, but you don't know what that looks like. And it's, it's one of those catch 22s, right? Because if we didn't go through the journey that we've gone through, we wouldn't be able to be here, but you know, if we actually knew what we knew that, you know, we probably actually wouldn't be doing that. We would be doing what we're probably doing in another 10, 20 years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because we yeah. would be ahead. So it, it's kind of, it's a weird thing because progress is so, so good and so important, but you can only appreciate it until you kind of got some behind you, right? You know, you can look yeah. ahead and you see all these people and I get frustrated with it. You see the greats, you see the successful people and we're all successful regardless, you know, but the cliches of success, if we see these people have built big businesses or, you know, they're the top YouTubers or people, you know, top coaches, you know, to speak into your uh, relevance. And we look and think, oh, they've made it look so easy, right? Or, you know, they, they did this in 10 years. But usually when we're looking at this, 
you know, we're only one year in, two years in, three years in, you know, we, you can't compare. But when you get to that point, it's like, even now, you being one year in, there's probably people looking at you thinking, oh, you know, how do you, how did you do all this? How do you do everything? How, how did you make that happen? Right. And you look back and you can kind of just take a moment and think, huh, you know, like <laughs> you have that sense of you've made it, even though you haven't, but like you have, right. In that sense, yeah. in that small, t- small time frame, And it really comes down to yeah, putting in that work, but that progress, you learn to appreciate it so much. Right. And it's, I mean, th- that that's probably been the big takeaway that I've taken from all this is, you know, if you want something, you have to do something about it. But, you know, help, you know, having you actually help us understand that, you know, there are certain things in our life, you know, I guess that holistic model that we need to put things into place. We need to have the hard conversations with ourselves and be willing to, you know, find out what we have to leave at the door, right? If we want to make that change. And it's, it's been a very deep conversation. And it might actually be the same answer that I'm about to ask you, but if you could leave anything with the audience that are listening, you know, one thing from this podcast, what would that be? I would say, yes, yeah, similar, similar yeah. along those, those wavelengths, but you know, the final thing to, to ponder on or to sit on is yeah. think of your dreams and reality, yeah. not as separate things, but as the same thing. Yeah, because you know how people say cool. things like, oh, you got to, uh, gone on holiday now I'm back at work so I'm back at real back in yep. reality now yep. and it's like oh you know I want to do this as a job oh no you got to be realistic but it's yep. like what is reality yeah like, reality is only ever the meaning and the way that we choose to perceive things yeah you know that's yeah. as humans everything in our entire reality is first processed by us yeah. so so whatever you think is reality you can set the bar really low and just settle for that or yeah. You can make your reality the Love same it. as your dreams. So, so could do a yeah. whole podcast on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's a huge thing. So go get out there and do it. You know, like don't yeah. think that you need to be realistic. Follow your dreams. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I love it. I could speak about that for ages. Um, thank you so much. Uh, where where can people find you? You know, if they want to know about you on a daily basis or or your business, where where's the best place to find things? All thing train. Mm. Um, the best place to find me would be on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So at Transess Nguyen. Now the spelling of that, I'm sure Chris, you put that in the podcast yeah. description. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also do have my own podcast as well, which is simply called the Aligned Performance Podcast. Yeah. Love it. It's so good. And yeah, go, go check out and see what she's doing. Cause you know, of course, yes, she's doing things and you can work with her if, if that's what you need, but just your posts, the way you share your life, it's, it's just encouraging. It's uplifting. It's positive. And, you know, I think the ones that I love the most is, yeah, seeing those little adventures that you do and how that resonates, you know, with different people in different ways. But I think it was you, you posted one the other day, you were trying to do, um, you try to do handstands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I loved about it was that, you know, you're, you're doing things that you're, you're not at the top in your field at, you're not, you're not the pro at, you're not the best at, and it means you have to start at the, at the bottom. And what that, that really resonates with me is that, you know, because in other elements, you know, if you look onto your page, you are very successful. You've got so many things that are going for you. You've got so many things where you're at the top of your game. And um, obviously there's always people ahead of you, but what I'm saying is you're doing really, really good. But then for you to then go back down into a place where no one knows who you are, what you're about or what you're capable of doing, but you're basically just at zero with them and you put them on the same playing field. And 
I, I kind of love it. It's kind of like that undercover boss kind of situation, you know, like, you know, they go in and they don't know who their boss is and then, you know, but it, it's, it's a really cool thing to do. And I think it's, it's quite encouraging to see because a lot of the time we are always trying to, you know, build out our current situations, our current levels, but maybe to do that, we have to start back down somewhere else and just learn that new skill or take a different understanding of something because that will help us see what we do on a daily basis in a whole different realm. And yeah, that, that, that resonated with me. Anyway, I get off topic. So th thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's been an absolute honor, you know, and, and privilege to have the conversation with you and the hour has flown by. Um, yeah. So people go, go check out Tran, go see what she's doing. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I've had a blast. Like, I can't believe that's been an hour. I know. Um, it felt like 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for having me and, and thank you for what you do as well. Like love what you're doing and the inspiration that you are spreading out there as well. Oh, thank you very much. And that's me on the Further Your Lifestyle podcast with host Chris Furlong. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and you got some practical takeaways to further your career and achieve your potential with purpose. And you learned a little bit more about me as well. I'm not sure how many of you knew that I love EDM music, <laughs> but now you know. So thank you for listening to the end of another episode. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to either Chris or myself. I'll put our details in the podcast description and I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers. Mm -hmm.